The Chicago White Sox bounce back by way of Romy Gonzalez in a solid outing by Dylan Cease, as well as another lockdown effort by the bullpen. White Sox had opportunities to really pile it on, but thankfully four runs was all that was needed. Sox go for the series win on Wednesday with Michael Kopech on the hill. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. You can check out all the new bells and whistles we've got here, all the new graphics we rolled out. Uh, hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong, diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox take on the Cleveland Guardians, a series finale on Wednesday afternoon. Michael Kopech is on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Our Chicago White Sox are now 20 and 30 in this very winnable, I think, AL Central. What does that actually mean or say for this ball club? Not much, uh, but here we are riding this roller coaster. Sox beat the Guardians on Tuesday, 4-2. to two. Uh, White Sox are now 6-2 and two during this 13-game stretch against the AL Central. It was an awful game on Monday, the game one of the series uh, Sox offense did not show up. Solid pitching efforts by Jimmy Lambert and Jesse Schultons. Uh, Cleveland does not have a very potent offense at all. Uh, bottom of the barrel in terms of uh, just offensive production. Uh, they did get Josh Naylor back uh, on Tuesday. Jose Ramirez was back in the lineup uh, as well. And Romy Gonzalez seems to be a guy as of late that uh, the Sox have just been kind of traveling by uh, the last three games, especially uh, he had that big triple on Sunday in the series finale against the Kansas city Royals. White Sox won that uh, Romy struck out three times on Monday Sox lost that one. Uh, and then Romy Gonzalez had a big two run double on Tuesday. What happens? A White Sox win. Uh, never in my wildest dreams that I think, uh, you know, there'd be way of Romy Gonzalez. Uh, but again, uh, that's how it is right now for the Chicago White Sox. Very unpredictable, different guys that in my mind, you know, I just uh, didn't didn't think much of in the offseason or heading into the season. And, uh, you know, they're stepping up and we're, we're getting big efforts from them. And and that's how this uh, this stretch has been going. Pedro Grafol after Monday's loss, uh, I think we were 0 for 17 with two strikes. Uh, that's something we have to address and talk about. Uh, well, the White Sox were able to get some production with two strikes on Tuesday, uh, notably uh, Andrew Benatendi double in the seventh. 
uh, which was a big inning for the White Sox. Uh, could have been bigger. Uh, we're going to get to the details later uh, in this episode. Uh, just some running threads uh, that I've been following and was kind of going through it on Tuesday a little bit. Just some feel-good stories uh, that we've been uh, talking about. You know, Jake Berger, uh, such a great story. So many articles uh, being uh, written about him. Uh, There was a a lengthy one in The Athletic by James Fegan recently. Again, how how can you not root for Jake Berger, everything that he has gone through and uh, what he's been able to do offensively, especially uh, at home for the Chicago White Sox? Uh, You know, we're going to discuss just – the whole ins and outs of trying to get this guy into the lineup. Again, talking about Romy Gonzalez, and I didn't think, you know, the Sox were going to be riding Romy Gonzalez for a three-game stretch. Honestly, before the season started, I didn't think, well, we're going to be really talking so much about Jake Berger here in April and May. And it's going to be like, wow, what would we do without Jake Berger? We've got to get him in the lineup somehow. And that's where we are right now uh, with this Sox team. Uh, Of course, Luis Robert uh, having an explosive month of May. He had a couple hits on Tuesday. However, he left the game late uh, with some hip issue. So hopefully it's nothing serious. Uh, As of this uh, uh, recording, I don't have any further information. Just know he left late in the game uh, with with a hip issue. Uh, Liam Hendricks, of course, a big story. Uh, You know, I don't know. We might see him back. Uh, the next homestand is uh, supposed to throw a bullpen session in Detroit. Again, kind of monitoring Hendricks based on how Hendricks is feeling. You know, there's no real, uh, you know, calculated timetable for this kind of thing. And uh, if Hendricks is feeling good, I think it's going to be all systems go. So uh, that's been an exciting thing to continue to follow. And, you know, this narrative uh, talked about it at the top of this episode of, You know, this division, this AL Central division, worst in baseball, you know, keeps creating hope, you know, like, well, I don't know. The Sox probably are going to have to hold off if they're going to be sellers because of the way of this division. And, you know, maybe June and July will uh, punish the White Sox tougher schedule, but that might happen for the the rest of the AL Central, too. So trying to stay in the moment, uh, take care of what's in front of you. Uh, especially during this continuing 13-game stretch against uh, the AL Central. Entering Tuesday's game, uh, one home run in the last five games for the White Sox. Uh, Finally, the Sox were able to use the home run, uh, and they found other ways to score on Tuesday. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, and he knew it, a classic bat drop from Yasmani from the right side on Tuesday. Uh, Sox were able to take advantage of Terry Francona keeping Logan Allen in the game a bit too long. Uh, And, you know, as we break down this game, boy, Allen, you know, he was just rocking the White Sox to sleep. Remember, you know, I've I've mentioned it before uh, on this podcast, and it wasn't too long ago when the Sox would just mash left-handed pitching, especially soft-tossing left-handed pitching. You had no chance uh, and it, it was that was the thing for a couple of years with this White Sox team, and it has gone away. And uh, Logan Allen was in control until he was not. Uh, that was a little slip up by Francona there. Uh, just about a week ago or so, 
Pedro Griffol openly discussed that he thought about putting Jake Berger in the outfield at some point, uh, maybe to get him in the lineup. I don't think it was a green light yet, but he he you know publicly announced you know it's come across my mind. I, I've kind of wrestled with that again, trying to find ways to get Jake Berger in a lineup these days. Well, uh, on Tuesday, Griffol talked up the probability now of Jake Berger playing second base, uh, not as an everyday player, but when the best, uh, when it best suits lineup construction. You know, I, again, I, I don't know if that's the right uh, decision at all. I, with the way, with the new rules and the shift being banned, I mean, you got to have a lot of range as a second baseman, a lot of range. And I don't know if, I, I just don't know if that's the right idea at all it's not the right idea okay but maybe the mentality is like well hey look we just you know we just need some offense we absolutely need the offense and we'll sacrifice defense once again which has been kind of the white Sox way uh last year it was all about the corner outfield with vaughn and sheets left and right field uh boy that was problematic and uh, now you're talking about maybe putting burger at second base, well, you're still also going to be having sheets out there and right. Uh, and that is, I think, just a White Sox mantra. I mean, just throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. All reactionary. I mean, this logjam was present a while ago. I mean, th- this organization, this front office knew exactly what they were going to be getting themselves into. You know, there's just too many guys that kind of play similar positions. And what are you going to do if they do get hot? Because you wanted them to get hot. I mean, that was the whole thing. You're keeping them around for some reason here. Uh, and you got, you know, Berger, who's swinging an unbelievable bat, feeling very confident, needs consistent playing time to continue it. Aloy Jimenez, who might be returning soon. Gavin Sheets, that, you know, it looks like right now he's just not getting playing time. Uh, you know, unless there's a righty uh, on the mound. Uh, when there's a lefty, forget about it. Sheets will not be in the starting uh, lineup. So all this talk about Berger, uh, you know, how we're going to how are we going to figure this out for him? Well, <laughs> Berger, uh, he had a rough night on Tuesday. Oh, for five with five strikeouts. I mean, that'll happen. I just have not seen five strikeouts, especially with a guy like Berger who has been uh, just so exciting offensively. Haven't seen that in a very long time. Uh, this was according to Scott Merkin uh, on Twitter. This was from Tim Anderson saying, I don't really think anybody wants to hear if I came back too early or too late. I feel fine. I think it's all part of life, the process. You can't always uh, just, you got to just learn. It's about making adjustments. Um, and that was in response to, uh, you know, talking about, I think Grafol even brought it up not too long ago, uh, that while T.A. has been kind of scuffling, you know, uh, he's been hurting and grinding, you know, rushed, maybe rushed back on, on the knee issue. And then they rested him, uh, you know, a couple games ago. And it's not because he's been scuffling. It's just been the amount of games he's been playing and all this stuff. And uh, T.A. has been scuffling. Boy, uh, one for five with two strikeouts on Tuesday. That average uh, hovering around 240, which is very un-Tim Anderson-like. Uh, uh, played some pretty good defense on Tuesday, though. Uh, Aloy Jimenez heading 
uh, out for three to four days with uh, Birmingham for rehab assignment. He'll play right field. Uh, remember uh, him resting from this appendectomy. Uh, Grafol's hope was uh, his legs would also rest so he can get some time out in right field. Uh, return for next week's homestand seems possible. Uh, Elvis Andrews a rehab assignment likely next week. And Liam Hendricks with a live uh, bullpen or batting practice, maybe a little bit of both on Friday in Detroit. Exciting stuff there with Hendricks. Uh, so again, if I told you Jake Berger uh, was 0 for 5 with five strikeouts, uh, that might have made you assume the White Sox offense was doomed once again. Uh, they were not amazing on Tuesday, but they got the job done behind a solid outing uh, from Dylan Cease. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them like that Stars app just to watch one show or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Uh, Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in just one place and automatically categorizes your ex uh, expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash lockdown MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash lockdown MLB. Hey, the White Sox take on the Cleveland Guardians on Wednesday afternoon. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Sox bounce back, beat the Guardians 4-2. to two. Uh, Again, Naylor was back in the lineup for Cleveland. Romy got his third start. Uh, Berger up in the two spot. Uh, maybe that was a little too much pressure for him. You know, maybe he likes hanging low in that bottom third, hitting eighth, kind of hiding in the bushes there, pouncing on pitching, maybe too much exposure in that two spot. Uh, there was no sheets uh, because a lefty was on the mound to start for Cleveland. Uh, a one, two, three, top and bottom of the first. This game was flying by. Uh, top of second, you had lefty Logan Allen on the hill for Cleveland. Now, the White Sox saw him last week. Allen went five and two-thirds. Uh, gave up seven hits, one earned run, struck out five. Uh, Sox were not able to uh, do anything after two innings. Allen worked quick, even for the pitch clock, sitting 91, 92 miles per hour with a tough changeup. Allen just 16 pitches after two innings. Uh, bottom of second, Cease working quickly as well. Cleveland had the first hit of the game, a two-strike, a two-out double by Arias off-speed pitch that just hung in the middle of the plate. Uh, no harm, no foul as Dylan Cease got Jimenez to ground out to first. Cease with 23 pitches after two. A tap of third, Allen. He was moving the ball around inside, outside, to soft toss and lefty, uh, but kept the sacks off balance. And the sacks looked like they did not have a plan for a while. Nine up and nine down for Allen against the White Sacks. Bottom of third, Dylan Cease 
uh, seemed to be practicing what he preached after his last start, filling up the zone, attacking. Then came Will Brennan, uh, the nine-hitter. Uh, he came along and he crushed a 1-0 hanging breaking ball for a solo home run to right field, one nothing Cleveland. It was just a one-run deficit, but it felt like five with the way the White Sox had been going recently. Top of four with two outs. It was the first hit of the game for the Sox. Luis Robert Jr. shot a single to right field, uh, but that was it in the inning. Bottom four, lengthy inning. Cease uh, had the knuckle curve working uh, to Ramirez, had him 0-2. Cease tried upstairs, which was not the first time he did that with two strikes on Tuesday. Uh, and not all the not at all the first time a White Sox pitcher has been going that way uh, recently with two strikes. It almost seems like that might be a plan. It, it was happening against the Royals, now against the Guardians, with two strikes go up in the zone. Uh, Cease got... Uh, Ramirez to ground out to first. Uh, Andrew Vaughn saw a lot of action on Tuesday. There were a few three unassisted plays. Uh, Cease got Naylor looking on a tumbling knuckle curve for his third strikeout. Uh, Romy could not handle a bounding ground ball at second. Uh, then a walk to Arias. Cleveland had something brewing with two on two outs. Uh, Cease fell behind Jimenez 3-1. There was a shot up the middle fielded by T.A., for some reason, Josh Bell was trying to score, and he was nailed at the plate, not even close. Uh, that felt like an old White Sox strategy of sending guys that had no business of trying to score just because the offense was lifeless, an old uh, Joe McEwing move. Top of five, Yaz broke out of the homerless month of May streak by launching a two-out 0-2 fastball deep and out and left. Tie ball game, sack scoring drought in Cleveland snapped at 13 innings. Uh, bottom of five, Cease with 65 pitches on his arm to start the inning. Nice, efficient inning. Uh, top of six, T.A. and Robert got on. Luis Robert Jr. Uh, looked pretty good against Allen. Socks with two on, two outs, and Mancata grounded out uh, to shortstop. Bottom of six, Cleveland had Rosario on second and a slider. In the middle of the plate that was ripped to right field by, you guessed it, Josh Naylor. Cleveland scored to make it 2-1. And here comes a very exciting inning. Top of seven. Allen was still in the game. He had 65 pitches. Vaughn with a leadoff infield single. Uh, ben Attendi uh, on an 0-2 count, something that they've been trying to work on here, mashed a lazy breaking ball down the right field line, weighted back nicely. Second and third, nobody out. Pressure on Jose Ramirez there as Yaz tapped a ground ball his way. He could not make the play. Vaughn scored, and Yaz made it safely to first. So you got tie ball game at two. Uh, runners and the corners with nobody out. Frazier walked, which was the first walk of the game for the Sox. Bases loaded, nobody out. We've seen this before. Romy Gonzalez ripped one to left. Two runs score, 4-2 Sox. White Sox going by way of Romy Gonzalez the last three games. Uh, Allen finally now taken out by Francona. Uh, too little, too late. Still nobody out for the Sox. Guys on second and third. T.A. struck out. Berger struck out three times against Allen, then struck out against Adilo Santos. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. had a chance to bust it open. He struck out swinging at a 98-mile-per-hour fastball in the outside corner. 
there had, should have been so much more uh, from White Sacks offense. They could have absolutely busted it open. Thankfully, White Sacks bullpen had been on fire as of late. Speaking of that bullpen, uh, bottom of seven uh, sacks went to it. Middleton came in a one, two, three inning. Uh, then bottom of eight, that was Joe Kelly. It was an effective inning, but not the typical easy Joe Kelly inning. Uh, he might have tweaked his hamstring, fielding a ground ball. He stayed in the game, seemed to be fine. Uh, Jose Ramirez hit a triple uh, off the right field wall. Pitch was 101 miles per hour. That just shows you how dangerous Jose Ramirez is. And then Kelly canceled out Naylor, thankfully, to end the inning. Uh, no damage. Top of nine. Sox had some action on the base paths, but nothing came across. Uh, Kendall Graveman had the bottom of the ninth. A leadoff walk, but got the job done. White Sox winner. Uh, Cease's final line, six innings, five hits, two earned runs, couple of walks, three strikeouts, another low strikeout count for Cease. Uh, his ERA, 4.50. He threw 88 pitches. Uh, bullpen, Middleton, Kelly Graveman, three innings, only two hits, one walk, a couple of strikeouts. Sacks offense, four runs, eight hits, three extra base hits. Sacks were one for eight. Uh, with runners in scoring position, and Luis Robert Jr. left the game with a right hip issue. Good to see the Sox finally get to Logan Allen, but boy, they could have they could have really piled it on in the seventh. Uh, you know, again, thankfully, again, Cleveland offense not very potent at all, and our bullpen uh, has been electric. But Sox need to do way better than a one for eight with runners in scoring position. You just can't sustain on that. You just cannot uh, live on that. Uh, again, if it wasn't for Nate, uh, Ramirez, you know, bobbling that and not making a play, that run doesn't come home. So again. Hey, love to love to see the win here. This this was critical. You had to get this win. You had to get right back on track. Uh, but you know, these are these little things that absolutely need to be cleaned up, and they need to be cleaned up on the fly because you got a quick turnaround with this day game on uh, Wednesday. Last time we all saw Michael Kopech, he pitched an absolute beauty against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, what will he do uh, for a follow up performance? More on that. Uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Boy, these pants and shirts from Bird Dogs, I've been wearing them all over town. I do a ton of walking in the Bridgeport area. Uh, they, they're, they're good for anything. I mean, you can run out, get some errands, you can cut the grass, you can go for a run, go for a walk, just lounging around the house. They're extremely, extremely comfortable. Uh, they look better, feel great wearing these. Uh, they're stretchy fabric, makes your legs look great. Comfier than any other shorts or pants that I own, that's for sure. And they are extremely versatile. Uh, give you the freedom uh, to wear a pair of shorts, pair of pants from Bird Dogs out on the golf course, go to a meeting, a date, or hanging out with friends. Whatever you are doing, go catch a ball game. And when the sacks are back in town, you are going to want these shorts, especially uh, as the temperatures are uh, kicking up here in the Chicagoland area or wherever you are listening. If you like comfortable pants and shorts, uh, you got to go to Bird Dogs. Uh, head to their website, birddogs.com slash MLB. And when you enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler uh, with every order. 
Wednesday is the series finale, the rubber match. It is a, a day game in Cleveland. Kopech versus Quantrell. Uh, it will be Kopech's follow-up start from his masterpiece against the Royals last Friday where he went eight innings, gave up one hit, zero walks, 10 strikeouts. Uh, Cal Quantrell has a record of two and one with an ERA of 2.87 and 27 strikeouts and 10 appearances against the White Sox in his career. Uh, Sox have not seen him yet this year. However, they saw him three times last year. Uh, Quantrell uh, went two and one against the Sox in 2022, 17 innings, 23 hits, 10 runs, a couple of walks and 10 strikeouts. Uh, Kopech has an 0-1 record with an ERA of 4.61 and 17 strikeouts and six appearances against the Guardians in his career. Uh, he had one start against the Guardians in 2022. Uh, it was a good one. Six innings, two hits, one run, zero earned runs, a couple of walks, and seven strikeouts. Uh, this is really the thing to watch in my mind on, on Wednesday is Kopech's follow-up outing. Now, you know, a lot of people saying, hey, look, what he did uh, last Friday was against the Royals. Let's all just relax. I don't care. The stuff he had uh, last Friday, uh, that would have beat just about anybody uh, in all of baseball. Uh, it, it was on fire. Now, is he going to have that A-plus stuff? Probably not. So how will he, uh, you know, attack a team like the Guardians that, you know, they don't have a lot of pop, uh, but they're pesky. They'll get on base. Uh, they'll manufacture runs. Uh, they'll take their walks. What kind of control does Kopech have? And of course, what kind of stuff uh, does he have and how does he make his adjustments? So uh, really interesting uh, to see there what Kopech brings uh, in Cleveland on Wednesday. Thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked On White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore a GGTV. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can check out all of the fancy graphics that we've got going on. Got any questions and comments? Get them into lockedonsocks at gmail.com. Socks take on the Guardians on Wednesday in Cleveland. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, every day yours on the next episode, I will recap Michael Kopech's outing. Hopefully be talking about a White Sox winner in a series win. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.